Jingle bells, jingle bells, we're gonna rock, we're gonna talk, and we're gonna laugh. You're listening to TKR. Hello everybody, welcome back to TKR. Uh, my name is Riley, and this is my boy TK. <laughs> Uh, uh, stick with us this episode. We're testing out some new software. We might have some hiccups. Uh, things might go horribly wrong. Um, I might cry a little bit. Yeah, that's okay. But in it should, uh, if it works out, it should help us in the long run. Um, so yeah, we're testing it out. Um, yeah, the next few weeks are going to be, uh, be kind of interesting. <laughs> Why do you say that, Riley? Well, I haven't even told TK this yet, but, uh, I... I'm doing another musical. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, do you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I was talking about it, but I uh, got in. Oh, as soon week. as you as soon as you said you were applying for one, I just assumed you were getting in. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Beauty and the Beast. It's gonna be a. Uh, Are you the beauty? I wish. Yeah, I, I tried out for Bell, but they uh, they didn't like my vocal range. So uh, <gasps> wait. Okay. All right. Don't tell me. Don't tell me where yet. Um. So knowing you, I don't. I don't have a named part. Ah, I'm just on. I'm just ensemble. Okay, I was gonna say if you're gonna go for it, you would definitely would not go for one of the main cast that's in the front row all the time because I think you'd be too nervous. <laughs> so you definitely Probably. go for like the backup <laughs> lamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, okay. So you know what's funny? Our friend Joe, uh, in the SpongeBob musical. Uh, got cast as old man Jenkins and he was he was amazing. He played he plays the perfect old man for being <laughs> for being twenty two. The boulder story. No. So this oh. that <laughs> we'll tell that one though. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Um but anyways, yeah, he uh it must be a typecast now because he got cast as another old man in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> he's he's officially playing Belle's father. Even though there were people in their 60s and 70s that auditioned for this musical, he somehow got the got the old they they gave the role to a 22 year old man, uh, but he's he's gonna kill it and it's really funny, but um yeah so in the SpongeBob musical there's a part where uh you know the volcano comes down and uh there's boulders going everywhere, basically there's a part in the show where old man Jenkins just gets flattened. <laughs> And so what we did was, like, when the lights kind of dimmed in the chaos, old man Jenkins, like, crawled off the stage and they slid in a cardboard cutout of him <laughs> after he gets crushed with the bowler. And I, as Larry the Lobster, had to lift up the cardboard cutout. It was really funny. It was so funny. I saw the musical without going into it knowing nothing. Like, I went to his hometown. I met up with his mom and up with his sister. Being his sister had never seen it, but his mom had already seen the first seen it one time and she wanted to go again she did not worry about anything she just said it would be funny yeah so me looking at my friends riley and joe and then seeing my friend joe get crushed the fucking death <laughs> by a boulder <laughs> and it was like seemed, i'm surprised like because it was obvious to me like which way he took to crawl out but a lot of people watching had no idea where he went or when the switch happened because well, there was because, so much um, going on stage Exactly, it's it's the thing of like um you call attention away from the biggest thing. So you had everyone in the dead center, in like a conglomerated area, like 
panicking and Joe was off to the side far enough that like you couldn't see him in the peripherals of your concentration on the center of the chaos. Uh-huh. And so when he crawled away, it was it wouldn't mean anything to everyone else. Right, everyone else right. was looking at the dead center of the stage. Right. But then you look over and that karma cutout was so good <laughs> that like even if you did look over for a second, you wouldn't notice it. Uh-huh. But uh, I was just especially at the end when he like walked out on the stage, picked it up, nodded and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he comes back on stage and collects his own body. It's really funny. How much did it cost me to come work out? Dude, uh, not that much, because I think what they did is they just printed it out at staples, just like on big sheets of paper, and then just cut them out and glued it onto like a cardboard outline. So it was like not that much. But it was it was so funny. Um, but yeah, he still has that. He took, he took the cardboard cut out of himself and it just sits in his house. It's so funny because he'll use it. He'll dress it up for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) He'll use it to like scare his siblings. Like I know, uh, right at the beginning, he put it like in his sister's bed, like under the covers and everything. So she just walked into her room and he was just sitting there. That's oh, so could you imagine if it was one of his older brothers, one of the twins? Uh-huh. And he, if he was one of the twins, like this is our triplet now. <laughs> <laughs> there is another. There's two sets of twins. Yeah. All right. So today's topic. Uh, we we are going to get right into it because we have a lot to cover. Uh, we are doing our first annual TKR Game Awards. Um, yeah, we need to have a jingle or something. Uh, maybe we'll have that by the second annual Game Awards. I, I got some <clears throat> jingle bells, jingle bells. We're gonna rock. <laughs> yeah, we're there we gonna go. talk and we're gonna <laughs> laugh. <laughs> That's perfect. That'll be the one. I'll throw some music on there. <laughs> That's Just it. We're keeping that, that in. Yep. Here, I, I'll get the cover art for it too. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Um, so what, what we're going to do, how we're going to do this is we're kind of going to base it off of the actual game awards, but uh, change some things. I have some fundamental issues with how the game awards work. And this is a, uh, this might be controversial because the game awards are so big. Uh, I, 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 I will take. say I like what they do. I was, yeah, this is our hot take for the day. I like what they do. I think they run a very good show. Mm-hmm. But just the way, like, they, just some fundamental things. Like, why do the Game Awards happen, like, in November? Why don't they happen in the new year so we can get every game that came out? Because there's so many good games, like, that, especially last year, and again this year, that came out in, like, November. And mm-hmm. they got stiffed at the Game Awards because they just didn't come out in time. And then they can't honor those in this year's game awards because they came out last year, even though they missed the cutoff. Uh, That's dumb. Yeah. So uh, shout out Goat Simulator Three. Uh, you guys <laughs> deserved more. You guys deserved better. And High on Life. Those are two of my favorite games that oh, came out yeah. last year, and they came out like November, December. So they just were too late for the game awards. <coughs> so uh, shout out Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> Your DLC is bullshit, though. We're talking about that today. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll cover that. Um, but so just like some little things, and also one of the categories that bugs me is best multiplayer, because a lot of the games that are nominated are not games that were built for multiplayer. 
they were just like games that have multiplayer in them. <laughs> Street Fighter Six. <laughs> I will say that I will say though that's one that I qualify because that's meant to be like a multiplayer game. But like, but like Mario Wonder, great game. Like that that wasn't designed for multiplayer. Diablo Five. Diablo, I think Diablo Four was intended for multiplayer. So like, okay, yeah. we'll we'll get to that. That's one of the categories I want to talk about. <laughs> so we'll get to there eventually. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Love you, Game Awards. Wish you would like just push it off till January. <laughs> let let every game get a chance to get in there. But we're fine. Anyways, um, so I kind of have um, kind of an order that I want to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I cut out a lot of categories cause I know there's some categories like, uh, sim and racing and stuff like that, that you and I just don't really yeah. do. So we, we, we don't have any qualifications to talk about that stuff. So, um, I kind of just have some categories that we're going to go into. So I want to start with a uh, indie game. Um, indie game. there's two kind of categories that the actual game awards have for indie game. They've got like best indie game and best debut indie game. Um, we're just gonna lump this kind of into one. Um, right. so I I there's a few. That's the thing is I have not played most of these games. Yeah. So stay with I'm me. just it's just kind of kind of be our own kind of pitches for these games. Um, but 100, percent I think Pizza Tower. Far and away, take takes the takes the. Oh yeah, the <laughs> hey, dude, it's such a good game. I have uh, so let's see how many hours I have in Pizza Tower right now. Oh no! All right, viewers, have a guess. <laughs> I'm gonna guess um, sixteen. That's your guess. That's my guess is sixteen. Sixteen hours. Okay, I have forty-seven and a half. Um, you have two days on Pizza Tower. <laughs> Yes, you I have do. Two whole fucking days on Pizza Tower, <laughs> and I'm not ashamed. All right, there's a reason this game is winning this award. No, because it's so good. It's such an amazing game. Um, I saw one Steam review that summed it up perfectly. Um, I'm gonna pull it up so I can give a give a shout out to the actual name. Uh, this is a review from a person named Scudler. The review from this person has 294 hours on the game, and they said. It's like Ren and Stimpy inbred with Wario and then snorted 10 pounds of crack cocaine. Buy it. Uh, and I, I could not agree more. That's the perfect way to sum it up. <laughs> I'm on the cocaine part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, oh, man, the music is so good. The animation is fantastic. They, it's super stylized, and they, like, you know, it, it, they just made such a good platformer. And I mm-hmm. honestly think, because that's what they're, one of their biggest selling points is they say it's a Wario-inspired game. Yeah. But I think that's just underselling it so much. It's so much more than that. It's such a good, like, I think they're discrediting it by saying it's a Wario clone because it's not. Um, But, yeah, so I have not played uh, many of the other indie games that are on this list. Um, so I could be wrong. Cocoon, I've, I've heard, Drench, like, Venba and Viewfinder. Yeah, and that's just the debut ones. The actual <clears throat> indie games have, like, pretty much the same ones, but, like, Sea yeah. of Stars and Dave the Diver. I've heard Dave the Diver is really fun and really goofy. Um, so that is one that I intend to play, but uh, I don't think that'll change my, my mind on Pizza Tower being the best. And also... Say, though. Yeah, go for it. I was just going to say, also... This is another reason why I hate the Game Awards being now is because 
I really think that uh, Lethal Company deserves to be on this list. Yeah. Because Lethal Company, I mean, it's top selling on Steam right now. Concurrent players' numbers are off the charts. Like, I, I think this game, I was looking at some stats. Um, it's not public, so a lot of it's just estimated revenue. But from mm-hmm. what I've seen, Lethal Company, like, blew even Pizza Tower out of the water in terms of sales. Oh, wow. Um, and for, and for good, it's such a good game. And so that's another one, like, I would like to pitch that as a top contender. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it, it <laughs> it's blown everything out of the water. Um, and just because it released later than everything else means that it kind of kind of got thrown away for this one, but... I, I would like to throw that in. Um, have you played any indie games this year? I have not. My <clears throat> my life has been um, taken over by a Pokemon, <laughs> Apex Legends, Overwatch 2 for a couple minutes, yeah. and Warzone for a couple minutes as well. Which, yeah. by the way, I don't know if Riley would talk about it, but all the Apex nominations, we're going to talk about those. Oh, yeah. No, I've got those on the list because I, I, I know you want to talk about that stuff. Um, uh-huh. So So we're going to get to that. But so yeah, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So I think I think best indie game. uh, We're gonna give it to Pizza Tower. I will say though, with Pizza Tower as well, the memes that came from it on TikTok make (laughs) it so much better. Well, and just the artwork, like there's because each level has like a piece of artwork with like a with the name of the level on it, and like they're really Mm -hmm. funny. And so that spawned a whole bunch of other people making their own. Um, and it's like. That's what I love is it's it is pixel art, but it like comparing it to Ren and Stimpy was perfect because it's got that sort of rubber hose like nineties goofy aesthetic to it. Um, hey, it's Italian so good. Oh, like, <laughs> hey Italian man, if you have not played the game, uh, give it a shot. It's it's twenty bucks. It's so much fun. Such a good platformer. Uh, you can spend two hundred and fourteen hours on it apparently. Yeah. Yep. And there are many many more. How many um, days is that? That's a lot of days. Because that's the thing is people go back and you you P-rank the levels, which means you get all the level, like all the secrets, all the collectibles. Um, and so, and it's and it's super hard to do because, you know, there's a whole two-lap system. That was um, a lot less than I thought it'd be. It's eight days. Okay. 8.9 I mean, days. Yeah. That's still, I mean, that's still <clears throat> a lot to spend eight, eight days. Uh, I guess but, an entire week. Plus a day without yeah. getting up for your chair. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. fantastic game. Uh, go check it out if you haven't. Uh, we're going to move on here because we're already... <laughs> we're, we might not have time to get through everything, so we might have to speak on some of this. <laughs> um, this is another interesting one that they do that I wanted to talk about. Um, they do best adaptation, meaning that like video games adapted into different media, like TV, mm-hmm. movie... And the um, nominations are Castlevania, what? Castlevania, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, The Warrior Bros movie, and Twisted Metal. Yeah. So oh, I, this, is, yeah. this is another one where I haven't watched all of these. Um, I have seen Gran Turismo and Super Mario Bros. Um, I love Gran Turismo, fantastic movie, but it was just like, you know, I wouldn't even consider that an adaptation. Because it's not like they took the story from the game and turned it into a movie. They yeah. took like a real life story that has the game as a part of it and put it in. So I, I, I love the movie, but I definitely wouldn't qualify it. 
I think this one ultimately, I haven't seen Castlevania, but I would ultimately say this comes down to The Last of Us or Mario. Um, yeah, I would give it The Last of Us more than anything. I, I think so too, because that was a really <clears throat> a really faithful adaptation. Yeah, and I was like the Mario movie was it was good, but I mean in terms of like like you said like it's not what it's not necessarily everything Mario was right. Like, it's like its own it, thing, which exactly. is cool. Um, and I do think it was really I love the movie. I think they did a really good job with it. But if we're talking like faithful recreations <clears throat> and adaptations of actual stories from video games, yeah, I think um, The Last of Us takes it. I've not seen Twisted Metal. I heard it was not very not good, I. but I, I really like Anthony Mackie, so I, I would like to watch that at some point. I'm looking at the cover art photo, and it makes me want to watch it, because it's yeah. the, the clown yeah. car. I mean, it's just it's just goofy, fun, violence for no reason. Um, <laughs> you know. Oh, could you imagine they have, like, a Borderlands movie? <gasps> That's Yo. coming. Oh, is it really? You haven't heard about the Borderlands movie? Shut up. Hey. Jack Black plays Claptrap. <gasps> yeah. No, this has been a thing for years. They've been working on it for years. I think it's coming out next year, finally. Um, Kevin Hart plays, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Kevin Hart plays Roland. Um, oh, damn it. Yeah, that's. I, I don't know how that one's going to work out yet. But um, it's the cast is stacked. Um, so that's what I'm really looking forward to. Uh, whether it will be yeah. good or not, I don't know. Because this, I mean, this is like from 2021 or 2022 um, when they announced it and started working on it. And then it was just silence for a long time. And then the strikes happened and caused other stuff. to. So I don't know if it'll uh, <clears throat> release okay. when they this expect is, it to. This is the one I'm most curious about. I'm most curious about two things. Okay, I don't know who you are. I, you, I was The two I'm most curious about was Jack... And mm -hmm. Tiny Tina. Tiny Tina is a uh, what's her name? Ariana Greenblatt. Yeah, she Greenblatt? played. Uh, I know she played Baby Gamora in Endgame. I was gonna. I yeah. Uh, I don't. <gasps> never mind. I found another one. Who's Moxie? Oh, I don't know if they've said it yet, but I know um, they have. Gina um... Gershon. Gershon. Oh. Cool. Is she hot though? That's the problem. <laughs> I can't wait to see who they have play Ellie. Um, but anyways, so yeah, we're super, super excited for that. I can't believe you haven't heard about that yet. No, nothing. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. Moving on from that. Uh, so we're giving best adaptation to the last of us. Da, 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 da. Um, so next is probably my least favorite category of the whole one. This isn't a surprise to anybody. It's best RPG. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. I haven't played a single one of these games, but, uh. I mean, I, I think the choice here is obvious, right? It's got to go to Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, 100%. Like, Starfield was cool and everything, uh, from what I heard. Um, I'm sure all these other ones are great. I heard Lies of P <coughs> was actually really good, too. It's like Pinocchio Dark Souls. <laughs> it's just the only way I could describe it. Um, I heard that was pretty cool. But, uh, no, in terms of RPG, like, it seems... From what I've heard of it, Baldur's Gate 3 was so revolutionary that it, like, instilled fear in big studios. Like... I... Yeah, I have personally not played it myself either, but all we're gonna say is a friend that we had in high school, shout out to you, Juju, um, they had replayed the game four different times 
to <laughs> be in love with one specific guy. Yeah. The third time, when they couldn't, when they betrayed his trust, they stopped playing the game for two months, <laughs> then restarted the entire campaign again, just so she could be in love with this man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, everybody who I know who got into that game got, like, roped in hard. Like, I've, I've heard it's fantastic. So My I friend. don't, I don't even think there's competition there. Um, I I think it automatically goes to Baldur's Gate. Literally, every one of my friend in my like immediate friend group here, they're like, "Oh yeah, everyone should get it." I'm like, "Ah, it's just it's just not for me. Like, I'm not the kind of per- that's not like the D and D I like to play. You know, I like yeah, to be yeah, yeah. in front of people. I like to have the most wacky choices available. We already talked about this in a previous episode, but I'm like, yeah, that, yeah. it's just not something that sounds appealing to me. But I was talking to my friend about it who originally got everyone else into the game i was asking him some questions about it just because i was a little bit curious and i was like oh how far have you gotten because he was this is like when it first came out he i think he was playing the um early release okay so it was like a month after that so i'm like oh how far you gotten i was like oh i've gotten to the end of like the first trilogy i'm like oh okay that's cool and he goes yeah i've done it seven times now i'm like what Yeah, that's, goes, yeah, every time someone plays, I make a new character and then I go through it again. I'm like, <laughs> that's so much work. And that's that's why I don't play games like that because you go in with the intent of pouring hours and hours and hours into this game, which is great if that's your thing. Yeah. Um, that's just just never appealed to me. Like, I want a twenty-five to thirty-hour campaign that I can just you know Dive play into. through do some open world like side missions do stuff like that um but no i i like a clear path set for me <laughs> speaking of which have you finished spider-man i did yep a few weeks ago um it's yeah, a few it's weeks so good. it's like yeah. sorry, it's a few months <laughs> well because i just i just no no this is no, 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 no excuses no excuses no it, okay it was in october when i finished it because I finished it before we met uh, Najee Jeter at Comic-Con. So it was before I even came down to your place. So uh, sure. I had beaten it. I haven't done all the, like, the side missions and that sort so of stuff. So you haven't beaten it? Not 100%. I've beaten the main, <laughs> so- yeah, I've beaten the main story. Um, and I, I haven't gotten to go back to it yet. All but, right. um, yeah, we'll talk about that because I've got some stuff for that uh, coming up. Because <laughs> um, there's honestly... We'll get into that. Uh, next yeah. next thing, next option, and I'm surprised this this will be one that, that you'll like. Uh, best ongoing game. Now, I'm kind of confused on what this category is because it's like, you know, content that games that are constantly being updated. They may not have come out this year, but they've gotten significant updates this year. Let's see what So obviously this is like your Apex Legends, Fortnite, <laughs> Genshin you. Impact. But the, on here they have Cyberpunk 2077. Which like yeah, the game did get DLC, but I feel like that's not like an ongoing thing. Yeah. Like I feel like they should have included like a a Destiny 2 or uh even like a Warzone. I feel like those we have been to talk about Destiny Two because yeah, I we'll have one of these. We'll do that. I have a lot of opinions on Warzone, Destiny Two, Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't do Genshin or Final Fantasy. I really don't. I do have some things about Genshin Impact too. <laughs> uh, so, so you want to give it to Genshin then? <laughs> How many lollies and hot men can they make before they stop? <laughs> 
They keep just making shirtless men. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. That's why I've just never. I I don't even want to start. <laughs> Genshin's one of those games that like I've heard things about the community and the fan base that I'm like, no, I'll pass. <laughs> I'm good. It, it's, honestly, it's not the worst. So like, I played a little bit of it. Uh, the same person Juju that I mentioned earlier. Uh-huh. She was like, oh, you should play. I was like, okay. Like, there's. I I'm the kind of person like, if it's a game I've never seen before. I don't have an opinion about it until I try it. Right. Boulder's Gate is the only thing I've ever said, like, yeah, I don't feel like trying that. Uh-huh. Every other game, if someone's like, oh, you should try it, I will 100% try it. Yeah. Genshin was one of those games. I played it for maybe, like, in total six hours mm-hmm. over the span of, like, three months. It was actually kind of enjoyable. Yeah. The problem I have with Genshin Impact <laughs> is that every, like, the, um, how you can get, like, I don't know if you know how the actual game works, but it's this huge, like, open world. You're doing missions. You're traveling around. You can unlock characters through mystery packs, stuff like that. Uh-huh. But the problem is the mystery packs don't guarantee things. So oh. you can get the same character over and over and over uh-huh. again. And the, the, like, appeal of it is just to spend money to try right. to get the character you want. And there's no guarantee. Ever. And there's no guarantee. And then, not to mention that, it's just hot people. There's not a single <laughs> ugly person. This ah, they literally just did it like as like the <laughs> the stereotype of like, oh, skinny body, hot face. Right. It's easy. It sells. It's like it's gross. It's so weird. <laughs> the game is completely fine, other than every character, and then they have this little girl that flies around with you that doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> She's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've heard the gameplay is actually really fun, really solid. Oh, it is. But it's just I've like died so many times with fall damage, though. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think just because that this is what we both play, I think it's got to go to Apex. We're not. Ta- no, it doesn't. Definitely doesn't go to Apex. Okay. Well, then it goes to Fortnite. I, doesn't go to Fortnite. Either. Okay. Well, I will say Fortnite has done a lot of really good stuff this year. That's what I was gonna like say. They, like br- for... they brought back the uh, the OG map and the OG yeah. gameplay and a lot of the old stuff, um, and it was it was really fun. I didn't play a lot this year. I got into it a little bit for the OG yeah. stuff. Um, and hey, just today they added Peter Griffin to the game, so uh, I think that's an automatic win for uh, <laughs> for Fortnite. Oh, we'll, we'll give it to Fortnite. But my problem, the thing I was gonna say about Apex and Fortnite is, I guess, but more of Apex just because that's the game I mainly play. Uh huh. Like. Yes, it's doing a lot of things to upgrade it to meet a higher standard that its player base are wanting. But at the same time, they have this overall problem of when they progress one thing, they don't progress with another thing. Like yeah. it's always like this is always like this shift. Like the rank system they have, one of like the top rank is called Apex Predator, right? One that has assigned organization as a streamer has done competitive play, like actual like LAN events before, mm-hmm. struggled in this rank system for like a week. Like huh. they, they, I feel like they had like a perfect one and then they changed it because they didn't meet all the standards that they wanted. Okay. And ever since then, it's been like completely terrible and they just don't like, they don't <laughs> a- ask the community it's so bad because they have all these there's like this stigma in apex where 
if a pro player says, oh, this needs to change, it almost seems like the devs are like, okay, we'll change it. But then whenever, like, the general community is like, oh, can we have this? Like, fuck you guys. Right. Right. Well, they only it, they only care about the people who are making them money. Yeah. It, it's not completely true, obviously, because it would be kind of stupid. But uh-huh. at the same time, it's like, it just kind of sucks that, like, there's no, they don't have any, like, open source way for, like, just casual people to, like, hey, can we have a way that everyone could be happy? Right. It's like, right. it's. It's it's a mess. It's definitely improving. Yeah. I'll say that. So it deserves its spot in here, but I don't think it would win. Whereas right. Fortnite now, like Fortnite is doing everything I think Apex should, like giving everyone the ability to go back to OG area, uh-huh. where building was not so terrible. <laughs> right. Well, just in terms of like, like once again, I I'm not a huge fan of Fortnite anymore. Neither like, am I. Pe- pe- yeah. It's it's just too much. Third like, person. People are, yeah. Um. But uh, just in terms of, like, general content updates and, like, constant, you know, yeah, d- different things, like, cool things happening in the game, I, I think that they, uh, I think they win it. And bonus points for Peter Griffin now. Um, Can you imagine but, uh, they make, like, a Peter Griffin launcher where he shoots it, like, <laughs> Dude, they have the Peter Copter as, like, the glider in the game. They edit the Peter Copter and he does, like, the, <laughs> It's so, it's so funny. Um... <laughs> Yeah, because that's been a meme for a while. It's like, oh, they added Peter. Because there was a leak like a year ago that they added some Peter thing to the game. And they were like, it's happening. And then it just <laughs> never happened. But it's finally happening. Um, and it's 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 so funny. Something I think is funny about leaks like that is that most of the time when that happens, I've, I guess like from a, a dying game one day, one of these years ago, they were <laughs> a dev that came out was talking about like why the game died, stuff like that. I can't remember what game it was. But they had asked, like, oh, um, why do you guys why do you guys put in like these things so early before you release them? Is like is it to test them out? It goes, Oh no, we test them out beforehand. So we put them in like the day before or like a couple days before we're supposed to release them. But then sometimes they get leaked and then we just push it back so people aren't anticipating <laughs> when releasing it. So the more you guys dig, the less we give you. Uh-huh. They're like, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so it always makes me think like, do all devs do that? Uh-huh. I mean, honestly, because, like, you know, which I I guess I don't really get. I guess it could just be to generate hype because they're like, oh, like, we leak this thing that's coming. Well, now people will play the game or keep hyping it up until it happens. So if it's coming out tomorrow, you know, there's not going to be a big hype for it. So they push it back to maybe to generate hype. There's that one dev that pressed the the enter button. like, oh, no, I hit the enter button. It says it's releasing in three days better add a zero to that (laughs) i love the okay uh, off topic i love the grand theft auto 6 memes because the trailer comes out in (laughs) i guess at the time of this episode goes up it's probably coming out tomorrow on on tuesday the 5th Mm -hmm. um so it's coming up if you're listening on this on the day it came out it'll be out tomorrow um but i love the the memes that are just like you know, when the GTH 6 trailer ends with <laughs> coming out 2032, and then it's just, like, <laughs> depression. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that, that comes out, like, a lot sooner than people expect, though. You know, honestly, with Rockstar, the way that they are, they wouldn't announce when the release date is. You would just wake up one morning, it's like, hey. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's out. Um, They'll release it, like, 101. No, even funnier, they'll, like, wait until, like... <laughs> 
daylight savings. Like, yeah, I'll release it at two in the morning. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it goes back an hour. It's like, yep, yeah, well, didn't hit two. We're not releasing it yet. Uh-huh. Which I will say, it, like, especially for something as big as that, where you know people are going to be tuning in to watch it, like, premiere. Yeah. Tuesday at nine o'clock in the morning is such a weird time <laughs> to release a trailer. <laughs> but, um,. I, I think that's going to be shattering. If it comes out in 2024, no matter when it comes out, it's going to be shattering records. Uh, like, imagine if they're like December 31st. Like, I'm not going anywhere on that day. I'm <laughs> I'm in my chair with uh-huh. my wallet in hand. Yeah. With my stream on. I'm not answering <laughs> any calls, any texts. There's no bathroom breaks. There's no food breaks. I'm starving myself. Uh-huh. I'm locked in. Yeah, I told myself I was going to do with that with Spider-Man, but I uh, <laughs> I just didn't. I peed okay. once and then I was done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, that's that, that's going to be a big thing happening this week. Uh, so, yeah, <clears throat> best ongoing goes to Fortnite. Um, I really never thought I would say that, but <laughs> I think I think it's, you know, I think it's deserved. Um, yeah. Now we go on to the category that I was complaining about earlier, best multiplayer. Yay. I really, I really don't like the options for this one. Because, like, that's the thing is, for best multiplayer, like, Mario Wonder, Baldur's Gate 3, like, fantastic games, really good multiplayer from what I heard. But I feel like a multiplayer category should go to a game that's built for multiplayer. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think... From their nominations, Diablo 4, I think, is a good option. Street Fighter is obviously built to be multiplayer, so I think that's good. Party Animals, I don't know. Party Animals, I've seen a little bit of gameplay. It just looks like Gang Beasts, but with updated graphics. Um, It it just doesn't look very original to me. Um, I guess that could be slanderous because I've never actually played the game. But, um... I, the concept from the little bit that I've seen just doesn't seem original. So, yeah, it looks like it's the same movement <laughs> as Game Beast as well. Yeah, I just mean it isn't a bad thing. Like it's cool that the a game like that is like um has high enough standards enough to like revamp it. Oh yeah, well I mean games that. like that games like that are fun. It's just like couch yeah. co op fun, just stupid. You know, doesn't take a lot of thought. You just hop in and play. But um. Yeah. My pitch for this game, obviously, uh, no surprise to anyone, Lethal Company. Um, yeah. I, I think that one just takes the cake on this. That's the most fun multiplayer game I've played in so long. Like, especially with, like, the, uh, I guess I don't know what it's actually called, but, like, the adaptive um, proximity chat. Mm-hmm. It's like as soon as you go into the begin, like the building, everybody's voices are echoey, and like if something lands on your teammate's head and like starts suffocating them, their voice gets muffled, and they just <laughs> it's it's so it's so much fun. Yeah, um, it's very strange that Warzone wasn't like in multiplayer. Well, that's what I mean. They need to have like because it didn't release this year, so they need to yeah, have yeah. like an ongoing multiplayer category. Mm-hmm. Cause then they couldn't, you know, Apex, Fortnite, <clears throat> all that stuff. Um, I yeah. think that needs to be a separate category. But um, yeah, if we're talking about multiplayer, um, I think Lethal Company takes it. Yeah, in my opinion, cause it's kind of like that. It's kind of like you know the Among Us hype. Among Us. Among Us. 
But it's like that same thing where like every once in a while a multiplayer game comes out, an indie multiplayer game comes out of nowhere and just takes the world by storm. Um, that's what Lethal Company is doing right now. And so although it didn't come out to make the cut for the game, the actual game awards, um, I, I think uh, Lethal Company wins the TKR game award for best multiplayer. We give it to Lethal Company. Yay. Um, Yay. So we're going to do that. And we have to stream, by the way. We have to do that. We've got to stream oh, yeah. videos because it's it's so much fun. Um, we can't do it re for a little while because you're doing your musical, but we'll figure out something. Well, yeah, I'll I'll have some time. Um, Actually, do you have like a Christmas um, vacation from work? Not really. Um, Just like Christmas Day then, right? Is the only day you have off then? Probably. And I, I'll probably take some time off because family's going to be in town and whatnot, so... We'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll do some time. That's we'll, a Monday we'll and Tuesday, or oh, it's a Sunday and Monday. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, but I think I have that Tuesday off as well because my work is baller. Okay, I have Sundays off by default, so I can always just take off those. We'll we'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. I I would like to kind of because we've got I think two videos recorded so far. Mm -hmm. I would like to record a couple more before we start releasing them just to uh, kind of get a backstop, you know, get ahead a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's that's definitely something I want to start pushing in the new year is getting uh, getting videos and stuff out and clips. Um, I'm lighting a candle. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll get that going. Um. But yeah, so Lethal Company, um, one of the best multiplayer games I've played in a while. I started I, I started modding it the other day. Um, you can mod it? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's already like modding APIs built for it, so you can just. <laughs> it's it's so funny. But so that's the thing is normally it's max players of four. Mm -hmm. I got like an unlimited multiplayer mod, so you can have like thirty people in the same lobby. Um. Apex, just, fix yeah. your game so I can rate you guys like this, please! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's just, like, there's different mods that make the game, like, brutally difficult and impossible to do. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. So we'll uh, we'll do that sometime. But, oh, uh, I'm going to another category. I got to say this. The people that are going to be like, why do, you, why do you keep playing Apex if you hate it? <laughs> In the wise words of Ninja, who I fucking hate with all of my heart, <laughs> you have to hate a game to love it. Yeah. If you don't hate that game, then you can't appreciate it. So right. that's why, at every chance I can, I'm going to bring Apex down. <laughs> I'll bring it down for the depths of hell with me. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it makes perfect sense because in order to... Uh like appreciate the good things about the game you also have to be able to criticize what they do wrong yeah um like everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no lethal company i i don't know i mean there hasn't even been like major updates to the game the guy just released the game and it was like perfect right out the gate it's not perfect there's some buggy stuff but like the bugs just add to a game like that yeah um so, Lethal Company, uh, congrats. You get the first official TKR Best Multiplayer Award. Have a cookie. Yeah. Which, since you missed the actual game awards... Uh, that's all you're getting. That's all you're getting. We'll send you a physical trophy to commemorate It's like this. a three-year-old in the corner that's like, just upset you can't pull out the candles. Like, here you go. You can have a cookie. 
Yeah, but ser- seriously, like, and this is like a one-man development team. This guy just made the game, so it's super. So I, think, cool I, think, like I think his name is Zeke. Like um, it's it's incredible. So, yeah, uh, definitely shout out to you. Go check out that game. It's so much fun. Now this is this next category is one that I know you don't have much. Um, probably don't won't have much to say about. He said Zeke. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this next category is one that I know TK won't probably have much to say about, but this is the uh, best VR slash AR uh, games. Um, these are, this is one that's very uh, uh, close to my heart because I'm huge into VR. Uh, not as much this year, though. I bought I've the, only heard the, of one of these. Yeah, I, I bought the PSVR 2, and I just didn't play it much because there wasn't a lot of games out. But, um, God damn! I hope she stomps on me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh For those God. who don't know, he's he's talking about Resident Evil uh, Seven. I didn't know what I was talking about. I could have been the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I don't know like. So the the ones that they have nominated for this category is Gran Turismo Seven, Horizon Call of the Mountain, uh, Humanity, Resident Evil Village, VR Mode, <laughs> and Synapse. <laughs> uh, we're gonna ignore that. Uh, so I think it's, this is a hard one because like, obviously a lot of these like Gran Turismo seven resident evil, evil village, like they're not VR games. They're just normal games that That's they made in VR. But honestly, Gran Turismo seven is probably the game that I've spent the most time playing in VR. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, you know, I'm not a huge car guy or anything. Um, but it's just like sim racing with the VR headset on with the haptic feedback steering wheel that like, it's such an immersive and fun experience. Um, uh, that I, that would be my personal vote, but I also think that this award should go to a game and a studio that built a game from the ground up for VR. Mm-hmm. Um, cause those other games like you can play without VR and they're still great games, but, um, so honestly, uh, I haven't played Synapse, but I've heard it's very, very good. Um, there was some like game breaking stuff at launch, but I've heard it's it's pretty good. But honestly, in terms of full immersion and gameplay and stuff, I think Horizon Call of the Mountain takes this one for me. Um, cause it, it's it's an original game based in the Horizon universe. Um, and it's just like climbing and uh, bow hunting and they did such a good job at using the features of the PlayStation VR two. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's got eye tracking. So like when you're aiming at something uh, with the bow, it has like some bit of aim assist. It's like, it can tell where you're looking. So it like helps do that stuff. Um, the haptics are so good. It uses the, the rumble in the headset. Um, oh, that sounds funky. Yeah, I know it's weird. It's weird. Cause it's like right on your forehead and kind of around the, and it's just, but, um, no, so Not I think I think weird. if we're, yeah, it's it, but it's cool though, it's kind of like a first person shooter, but you go into like this alternate dimension sort of thing where you have powers that you can control. You have like telekinesis where you can control stuff, and um, I've not played it, but that's one that's on my list that I would like to play. Um, so I think I think that's a top contender, but for me, in terms of like, what actually kind of blew my mind when playing it was 100% uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, if you're okay with that, I think we're going to give Call of the Mountain 
the award. Yeah, and I was gonna say this too, like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with like Resident Evil being a game that wasn't a VR game that they made into one, I've, for them to be on this list, huge props to them. Because not only oh, yeah. did like your community like like the game, but they also liked it enough that they put it to the same standards as the original game. Uh-huh. Like you made a, such an immersive experience. Like I, either one of them are ones that your fan base enjoy mm-hmm. enough right. to make the, the vote for them. Good props to them. Oh yeah, and never well, played the game, but high props. Well, and that's what I mean is like um. Because that's the thing is for a long time, like VR ports of games were just kind of lazy, like they didn't run well and they were just like, you know, weirdly controlled. But Resident Evil 7 and Gran Turismo 7, or I guess it's Resident Evil 8. I don't know why I keep saying 7. Um, Resident Evil 8 or Village um, and uh, whatever you want, uh, uh, Gran Turismo 7. Um they just did such a good job with the ports that like you would not be able to tell that those games were not built for VR. Like they integrated mm-hmm. it so smoothly that like, <clears throat> you know, it's just seamless, great experience. Um, yeah, those are really mm-hmm. great, but I think this award should go to one that was built from the ground up for VR. Um, and so I think it comes down to call of the mountain for me personally. Congratulations, Gorilla Games, Fire Sprite, and SIE. Yeah, you guys did awesome. Um, I, n- I never actually beat the game, which I should go back and beat it. But uh, what? It was. You can't run it beat it. <laughs> I know, but it, it was just—it's just mind blowing uh, what they were able to do with that. So we're gonna go with that. Uh, so here's your categories, Tristan. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We're gonna go into the esports stuff. All right. So we're gonna start with best esports game. And I can't believe <laughs> the options that they chose for this. I'll read them out for everyone. Counter-Strike 2, Dota 2, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, and Valorant. Yeah, half of the games on this list make me physically nauseous when I hear their <laughs> when I hear the, the title of the game. And I will um, read like what they define as like best esport game. For the game that has delivered the best overall esports experience to players, inclusive of tournaments, community support, and content updates. My brain stops. Irrespective. <laughs> Irrespective of, of genre or platform. Man, I cannot read that word. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay. PUBG Mobile? Really? <laughs> this, I, I, I did, like, you're, t- you're talking about esports games and you're putting PUBG Mobile up there? But yeah. you're not putting Apex or Warzone or even like Rocket League or Smash Bros or like, which Smash Bros should not be up there because Nintendo sucks. But <laughs> like, like really, Counter Strike for sure, Dota, eh, okay, League of yeah. Legends for sure, yeah. Valorant sure, but like no Apex, no Fortnite, no Rocket League. So it's this is weird with Apex too because they just had this year they had their esports go to london twice oh wow yeah they like they go twice a year um to as a land event they went to literal like london england twice yeah in the same year you you don't think that should be up (laughs) (laughs) so so we're not gonna stick to the games that are nominated in this category because i really don't think like i I think i think if anything out of the ones they chose, I think it would 100% be Counter-Strike 2. 
Oh, I was gonna go with League. Oh well, yeah, okay, League too. Yeah, but, I um, know I understand Counter Strike, but in my opinion, like League has just that fan base of true, no matter true. what, they're gonna be there. I feel like it's it's a lot. I can this said for every game, but if every game was like up against each other based off their fan base. I feel like League would just have the most supportive one. True. Well, and even with and like the most toxic one. Like um, <laughs> right. Like even like Imagine Dragons <laughs> makes a new song Imagine every Dragons. year. Nuts across your face. <laughs> Got him. But no, like like Imagine Dragons makes a new song for exclusively for the League of Legends tournament every year. Yeah. Like I, I think that's significant. Um. So yeah, but do do you think that Apex or any other game would beat out League of Legends in terms of like the hype that that generates? In terms of the overall experience of esports, I would say probably not Apex just for the fact that with all the LAN events that they've done, I think they've had like four or five now. Mm-hmm. They still are riddled with like technical issues during yeah. the thing. Like the the first one they had this year, they whoever they had on their stream doing cameras was literally <laughs> the worst I've ever seen. Like to give you an idea of how bad it was, you know how like they have everyone has their own terminal, every team has their own terminal. Yeah. Every player has a camera that's looking at them, right? And they have a camera that's like going by and viewing the booths and everything. Uh huh. In the final five of this reign, right? There's five teams left. One of the people named Sweet Dreams got rezzed. He had okay. no weapons. He had like no heals, nothing. He's like freshly rezzed in like the final circle. His teammates gives him all excels so he can charge his ultimate. So he has like the machine gun as Rampart. Uh huh. And instead of showing his gameplay, they did a pan shot of him and his team. And no one who watched the streams saw how he won. <laughs> You literally are oh. like you see him like the couch like oh yeah he's going for it. he's getting Sheila then you see him like see his face like <laughs> like it goes like this for like uh, ten seconds and then you see victory on the screen it's like who <laughs> ah! who took oh it away it got to the point where like all the pro players like whoever they hired for this needs to be fired yeah it was, it's like just because of that. I'm based off of the two they had this year. That was terrible. That should mm-hmm. never happen. Yeah. That, that experience was terrible for people that had to watch it at home. <laughs> that sucks, man. Especially for yes. like such a big game like that. That's crazy. So um, that's what I'm saying. Always watch the B stream. Never watch the A stream. Watch Nicewig. Watch Greek. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. But I think, if anything, I'd still just give it to League of Legends. Like, okay. they, even with like how toxic their community can be with each other i feel like Mm -hmm. in terms of like the overall support the game gets and like their viewership it never goes down for like there's never been like a huge even like with league of legends almost banning in-game chat for how toxic it was there was Mm -hmm. never like a diminishing of people leaving the game over decisions that the devs have made right so 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 i think just for those reasons i think we'll give it to league of legends yeah and sticking with the esports, uh, we're gonna go over some of these best esports athlete. I don't recognize. Really? I, I know. I know. Tristan has some 
strong feelings about this one. I don't know any of these people. Um, so the options for this one are Faker from League of Legends. We have Zaiwu from CSGO. Demon 1 from Valorant. We have Hydra from Call of Duty. We have Ruler from League. And we have Imperial Howl from Apex Legends. And the synopsis for Best Esports Athlete the esports athlete judged to be the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2023, irrespective of game. <laughs> I, we're not going to talk about five of these people. Five of these people can fuck off. I don't care about them. We're talking about Imperial Hell because how the fuck he got on this list <laughs> baffles my mind. Before I say anything, Imperial Hell is an amazing player. He can be. Either me and Riley with his hands tied behind his back while being attacked by a lion, being shot off of a plane underwater with a gorilla holding him down. Like, he, mm-hmm. he could win, like, without without doubt. He could not he even touch like, the mouse and keyboard, and he would still beat me. He, he, could, he literally could put his controller backwards, take out the batteries, chuck it across the room, and we still lost it out. Like, that, <laughs> he, that's just how good he is. But he is, like, the most infuriating person I have ever seen. <laughs> he... Uh, he's gotten a lot better. We'll start with that. But he used to be this kind of, he's the kind of person that would, if like you guys lost, he would never be the problem. Mm-hmm. He'd always like deflect like, oh, why, why are you doing that? It's like, oh, I admit this is my mistake. And then it'd be like, well, yeah, it is your mistake. You're, you're fucking stupid. That's like, that's the kind of person <laughs> you'd be. When the blame went on him, he would have every excuse in the books. Like, yeah, you guys shouldn't be mad at me. Like it, it was a mistake. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. But then He's gotten better at that. He no longer targets people immediately. His teammates now shout bear halls, shout reps. They know how to stand their ground and they know how to like talk things out with him. Uh-huh. But the problem with him is that he just attacks anyone that he can. Like just recently on stream in front of like 10,000 people, he talked about how a pro esports Apex player named RKN needs to quit the game and that he shit. And that his teammates could do so much better if they weren't on the team with him. Oh my gosh. Completely, like, they weren't even beefing, by the way. This was just something that he said. And uh, it got to the point, like, they were playing, like, um, Predator Lobby. So they're just playing normal competitive. They weren't playing, like, the actual scrims or anything. And uh, one of his teammates was like, yeah, bro, that you shouldn't you shouldn't say that. Like, And was, like, defending RKN and all that stuff. And it's like, he just kept going. That's... He just keeps attacking people, especially <laughs> RKN. Like, for some reason, he's just an asshole to people. And it doesn't make sense. So in terms of in terms of good at the game, yes, I think he would be a contender. But yes, in terms of sport in terms of sportsmanship and uh respectfulness he to competition. <laughs> he's terrible. So do you do know any of that. these other people on this list? Not one, but I'm gonna give it to Zawoo because I like the name Zawoo. Yeah, Zawoo. Uh, congratulations, CSGO player Zawoo. Uh, <laughs> we hope you're a good person. Uh, we Fuck hope you you've how. done nothing comp- controversial because because uh, you know if you do, I'll see you on the next episode, <laughs> buddy boy. I'll make yeah. an entire ten minute section for everything I hate about every game I've ever played, and trust me. <laughs> I'll start screaming. <laughs> yeah, so this is a category I wasn't even going to go into, uh, just because we... we we don't really know any of these people. But I knew I knew TK had some strong words for 
Imperial we hell. So. Like two weeks ago, like, oh, we're gonna do this eventually. And then I was looking through them just to get an idea, and I saw Imperial Hell. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just wanted to let TK get his anger out. Um, this so is very therapeutic. I'm gonna be. I was angry all this weekend. Just we didn't talk about it earlier, but I have to go at like eight p.m. I had to leave at like eight, seven or eight, to go to Detroit to pick up my brother from the airport for his flight that comes in at midnight. Uh huh. I won't be home until like three or four in the morning, and then I get to go into work at seven a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> hey, I work at seven a.m. tomorrow too. Well, I don't have to go is, for a flight though. His original flight was like Friday night. Right? Uh huh. So he would have been home Saturday. Which oh yeah, that fine. was last I heard. That was on Friday. Exactly. So come to find out, Thursday night, right? At like 10 p.m., I'm out with my friends. I'm getting back in my car. I didn't. I didn't have my phone on. My phone was on silent. I get to back in my car. I, I got a missed call from my mom, and then I got a message from her saying, "Hey, your brother canceled this flight and rescheduled it for Sunday because he couldn't get a ride <laughs> to the airport." Oh no! And then I'm like, I called her. I'm like, "What do you mean?" So yeah, he couldn't <laughs> get a ride to the airport from his friend because his friend was like, um, I had a class that day, so okay. he rescheduled his flight, paying an extra hundred dollars for it to be on Sunday. Like, did you agree to this? She said, no, he did it. And then told me that he did it afterwards. I'm like, <laughs> why didn't he just call a taxi? Right. Or an Uber. Because that's how he got there in the first place. She goes, I don't know. Like, so you're telling me he made the flight without saying anything, just assumed that we'd be able to do it. And now <laughs> I have to like, I was, I was so upset all day Friday. Yeah. It was, it's been bothering me. Cause like, <laughs> I had everything planned out as well so that I can everything I was supposed to do Friday, I was gonna now do Sunday night. And now I was like, well crap, I don't have enough time to switch them back. So Well, and especially if he spent a hundred extra bucks on the flight, like an Uber would have been half of that at like the very most <laughs> expensive. A taxi! You could have walked. <laughs> you could some you could have been dropped at the airport earlier. You could have gotten a taxi, you could have taken a bus, you could have done something, but you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> no nope. can't make it no nope. i'm just waiting for him to, like send a message i'll say hey guys so um i couldn't get the flight today because i missed it by five seconds so <laughs> i'm not gonna be home for another six weeks oh my gosh yeah well we'll hope that doesn't happen you know what? you did i'm gonna give you like an angry png of me so you can put it in the look <laughs> i'm angry this episode perfect beautiful all right so i was gonna do a few more categories but kind of all of the games and the categories i was gonna do are up for game of the year so we're just gonna skip right to game of the year we're gonna finish it off with game of the year whoop, whoop. uh so this obviously we're not basing it specifically off of the uh game wars one so we can throw in our own games if we want to um but the nominations for game of the wars that they have are alan wake 2 baldur's Whoa. gate 3 Spider-Man 2, Resident Woo. Evil 4, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Tears of the Woo. Kingdom. Woo. This is a difficult one. Because once again, I have not played most of these games, but I know I've heard people who are fans of them and hype around <sighs> them. And uh, Yeah. So this one's difficult. Um, I will say right out of the gate, although I love the game dearly, and I think... Uh, I had a lot of fun no. with it. I don't think Spider-Man no. 2 wins. <gasps> Just Fake because fan. it's like... Fake fan. Fake okay, fan. I will say... I will say... Okay, 
I don't know. I'm not like on Reddit or anything, but sometimes I get I get notifications from the Spider-Man PS4 Reddit, and people hate this game <laughs> for reasons unbeknownst to me. Um, I, I guess there was some things like the whole the whole Venom arc in the game was super rushed. Um, it should have been stretched out longer, but um. Mm. Just stuff like that, little gameplay things that people don't like. I love it. I thought it played amazingly. I was not a fan of the skill tree aspect of it, but that's that's just kind there of my own skill thing. tree. Yeah, there, which they had in the first game, but it was like a lot of gadget upgrades. There was, mm-hmm. and you know how much I hate like RPG skill tree building stuff. I feel like you say this all the time. <laughs> there was three separate skill trees in this game. Three very separate, very intricate skill trees, and I could not stand it. I can't stand oh, like the Borderlands one. Kind of, except there was one for Peter, one for Miles, and then one combined for like different traversal techniques and stuff. Oh, so each person had their own individual skill tree. Yes, and then there was a skill tree for both of them combined. And they were okay, just that's like not, that's not as bad as Borderlands. Borderlands no, no, has Borderlands is overwhelming. Has, for those of you who understand, Borderlands one character has his their ultimate, and then. Three separate skill trees you can do. You can go down any all of them at the same time if you want to, or go down one individually. But each one of them has like their own, like you get their own abilities. It has their own categories that reside with the character. But then in Borderlands Three, they made it so that there's more. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, that's not to discredit the game because it's still a fantastic game, and I think everybody oh, should fantastic. play it if they can. Um. I still loved it, but I, I compared to some of these other games on this list, um, I just yeah. don't think it takes it. Um, I also don't think Super Mario Bros. Wonder takes it. Um, although I love the game, I, I had some fun with it. Um, I, I just feel like it doesn't compare to like Baldur's Gate three. Weirdly, um, with like all these nominations as well, I feel like I'm in like a very good side of like um, all video game media. Uh-huh. whether it be on Twitter, whether it be Instagram, on TikTok, stuff like that, n- heard nothing about five out of six of these games. Haven't seen any, <laughs> like, haven't seen any trailers, haven't seen any gameplays, reviews, nothing. Mm-hmm. The only one I've seen on this list, and which is why I'm giving it the win, is Boulder's Gate 3. Yeah. Um, I, although Alan Wake 2, the reason you probably haven't heard about that is it just came out recently. Okay. Um, but uh, And I've, I've never played the first Alan Wake game or anything. Um, but people who are fans of it, I've heard Alan Wake 2 is fantastic. Okay. Um, I don't have any ground to really comment on any of it because I couldn't even tell you what it's about. Um, Let's see. I, I watched Video Game Donkey's video on it before recording this, and I probably shouldn't <laughs> have done that because that just, like, <laughs> just confused me even more. Um, oh, wow. I'm, the first one came out in 2010. Yeah. And so, like, there was really, from what I understand, this was kind of like a stealth launch where they didn't really, like, tell people they were making it. And then all of a sudden, like, a few months ago, they were just like, oh, yeah, Alan Wake 2 is coming out. And it was like, oh, cool. It's a crime fiction author suffering from writer's block. He goes to Brightfall, Washington with his wife, Alice, for a vacation, but ends up in a nightmare beyond our world. He writes a story to shape the reality around him and escape his prison while dark horror hunts him in the dark place. Mm-hmm. He tries to retain his sanity and beat the devil at his own game. Yeah, and the dark place is kind of like, from as it was explained to me, it's kind of like the uh, upside down from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, so I've heard that's fantastic. So I definitely think that's a contender, but I feel like I don't know enough about it to if, yeah. quantify it. Um, Breath of the Wild 2, or Tears of the Kingdom, I mean, I know was super big when it came out. And like... Gotta be honest, didn't even know it released. <laughs> it, it I was, literally heard nothing about it. It was earlier this year. Um, way even still, this year. I haven't... Because I, I have nothing. Like, yeah. I, I was getting more of... um. What was the first one again? The one right before it? Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. I always forget his name for some reason. But I would always see like media of Breath of the Wild, but nothing mm-hmm. from Tears. Well, because that's what I heard is it's it's basically like Breath of the Wild, but they added more mechanics. And it had a pretty also, good story. Also, what they did with Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2? <laughs> not, not really, because I think that's discrediting a little bit. But okay, um, I heard well, it was we- like like kind of the same engine as breath of the wild but just a lot more so there was like really really crazy um uh building mechanics i remember mm-hmm. seeing some some things that people were doing with that and it's really in depth um, Can you imagine tears of the kingdom is just they release it you get onto it and say it's just fortnite <laughs> <laughs> like get some materials guys link's just cranking 90s and he's just <laughs> cranking 90s on ganondorf He's uh, hitting the Carlton. Pulls out his pump shotgun and blasts Ganondorf and then just starts hitting the gritty on his body. Pulls out um, a Super Saiyan Kamehameha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that I think is a contender. But um, I, I really think I, I think it comes down to Baldur's Gate and Alan Wake 2. And in terms yeah. of which one had a more significant impact, I think it's just for that, I think it's got to go to uh Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. Even though I've never played it and it, I have no interest in the game at all. Like triple <laughs> A companies felt threatened by this game. Cause they were like, you know, how I can mean, this small we gotta play it now? Ah yeah, I we gotta play maybe. it for a video. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be just a fifty hour video. Um well, yeah. guys, we're not leaving our seats until we win the game <laughs> fifty years later. TKR yeah. We haven't gotten past the start menu. <laughs> That'll be a uh, a subathon or something. We'll uh yeah, do a, we'll cool. do a stream of Baldur's Gate. Um, but yeah, so I think just in terms of impact, I think Baldur's Gate gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that game was so kind of earth shattering when it came out in terms of gaming. Yeah, because it showed like how powerful smaller studios can be. Like you don't have to be an a triple A studio to release something amazing um and it came out like i think there were some game breaking bugs obviously um i I don't know about game breaking but it's like it released in pretty good condition yeah seriously like compared to what most games are releasing as now i feel like they did a great job at actually releasing a functioning game let's see i was i'm going to the numbers and seeing so, like everybody. So, uh, the the Steam charts of Bulls Three, um, one hundred sixty five thousand playing twenty six minutes ago. Oh my gosh, that's still right now. That's as of right now. One hundred seventy thousand twenty four hour peak. Eight hundred seventy. 75,000 all-time peaking. That's insane. In the last 30 days, it has gained uh, 1.5K players. I didn't know there were still that many people playing it. That's impressive. 
because that came out quite a while ago now. To have to, to keep that consistent player count is a little insane. Okay, no, no, no. August twenty twenty three is. Holy shit, that's a huge number. Okay. That's probably when it came out, right? I mean, there's numbers beforehand. There's like, yeah, there's like, I think it might, July or August. Okay. But of August of 2023, they gained 439,000 players. That must have been like public release. It could have been in early access before that. That was probably like public release. Their percentage of gain was 3,000. Oh my gosh. And that's just on Steam. Like, I think that game came out on PlayStation and Xbox, too. That's insane. So, I I think, without a doubt, um, I I think Baldur's Gate 3 takes game of the year. Now, I'm curious. Let's see if I can find... um... Because, like, that's one of those games that, like, I think this set a precedent for RPG games. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is a new standard that studios will look at going forward. Um, It's really impressive what they've been able to achieve for being a smaller studio. So it looks like Alan Wake 2 doesn't show up on Steam chart, but Alan Wake 1 does. And as of 20 minutes ago, 668 players. Wow. 24-hour peak is 668, and then all-time peak is 6K. Dang. So of a 10-year-old game... Oh, not 10-year-old. A... um, No, 13-year-old game, yeah. This is 2010, right? Yep. Yeah, 13-year-old game. It still has 700 players played on it. Oh, it was published by Epic Games, so that's why it's not on Steam charts. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I've heard it's, I've heard it's a great game, but I just don't think it was as... As game changing as Baldur's Gate three was, like Baldur's Gate three is a new standard, a golden standard. Yeah, especially um, like the company themselves. Like, yeah, we're not gonna lock like in game stuff behind a paywall. Right, like, you paid for the game, you just get it. Well, and it's like it's such an expansive game too. Like you said, people play this game over and over and over again. It's a different experience every time. Literally, your decision from the, the first five minutes can change every ending. Right. Which is insane. It's crazy. Um, so I think all this considered, yes, Baldur's Gate 3, game of the year. Um, that's not to discredit any of these other games, because honestly, all the ones that were nominated, uh, at least by the actual game awards, are really, really amazing. My personal choice, obviously, would be Pizza Tower, but... um. But uh, we're we're looking at overall, we're looking at overall impact. Um, and so I think Baldur's Gate wins at fair and square. Yeah, um, they, they they did really good mm-hmm, for sure. So uh, yes, uh, congrats to all of our winners. Yay! Thank you for joining us for the first ever, the first annual TKR Game Awards. Um, next year. We'll, we'll, we'll plan ahead a little more. And guess um, what, guys? We're doing this annually. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, this is an annual thing now. Um I, I would like to break away from the actual game awards next time and make our own categories and uh we'll we'll make up our own rules. The best games I think were like geez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that was fun. Um I like because we could have obviously done the episode where we just reveal the winners but i think it's cool to kind of 
have the conversation as we go. Yeah. Um, just so we can get a little bit of uh, the, the thought process behind it and stuff. And I think by the next time we record, they the winners will be announced, and then we can go over those. Yeah, I think it's um either on the 5th or the 6th when they're doing uh, the actual seventh. game It's this Thursday. This Thursday, okay. So, yes. yeah, so we will uh, touch on this uh, in the next episode and see uh, if their winners match up with ours. Um, I really, th- I really think Baldur's Gate three is going to win Game of the Year. Yeah, I think Baldur's Gate takes a lot of these. If I'm being honest, if if it doesn't, then something went horribly wrong and it was rigged. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah. you just like see this guy in a, like a ninja suit in the background that throws the new envelope into the guy's hand, switched them out. I was like, yeah. <laughs> see, that's the thing too. Is that's why part of me hates that it's community vote based. Because, like, there's a lot of Nintendo fans out there, and they could easily dethrone Baldur's Gate 3 with, uh, with, like, um, you know, Breath Tears of the Kingdom could easily take it. You know, um, Nickelodeon fans are, or Nintendo fans are, <laughs> they're being paid. It's like, we'll give you $1 <laughs> in our e-score that you can't redeem ever if you vote for our games. Are you kidding? Nintendo would never give away stuff for free. They don't care exactly. about their community. They don't care about their fan base. They wouldn't we'll do give anything. give you guys a PNG of $1. <laughs> See, that's the thing about us Nintendo fans is uh, we don't care how crappy of a company Nintendo is. We're going to give them our money anyways. Because that's Unless what we do. It's for the DLCs for Pokemon. Please, for the love of God, if the next Pokemon Scarlet Violet DLC <laughs> is not good like this one, I will scream. It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> they made yeah. it into two parts. Oh, did they? Uh, spoilers ahead for um, Teal Mask, which is the first one. So I finished it in a day. And I don't mean like I spent a whole day sitting there. No, I finished it in less than two hours. <laughs> oh, no. That's horrible. It, you want know, the worst part about it? What? The end of it said to be continued. <laughs> and they're not. I'm sure they're not going to give you that for free. You'll have to pay another. Uh... It's the other DLC that releases in like a February or something. Hey, not. It's the DLC release date. And it was like, it's sometime in 2024. But it's... I will say, though, the Pokemon they released are pretty cool. Yeah. But... Oh, thank God they changed it. The new release date for the Indigo Disc is December 14th. Okay, so it's coming out relatively soon. And the, the returning Pokemon list is kind of vast. <gasps> nice. Yeah, that's another category I think should be included is uh, best DLC. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, tune in exactly a year from now to hear that, <laughs> to hear that category. Um, yeah. All right. We've been recording for a very long time, so I think we're going to close it out here. Uh, congratulations to all the winners. Uh, congratulations to all the winners. Thank you. Thank you for an awesome year in gaming. Um, I look forward to hearing the actual Game Awards winners. Um, and yeah, thank you if you listen this far. Um, if you have any discourse that you want to, uh, argue about some of these with us, uh, please do so. 
in either the YouTube comments or the uh, Spotify Q&A thing. Or wait until we're streaming and then you can lambast us there. (laughs) After you follow. You can't you can't say anything until you either subscribe or follow on any of our platforms yep. at least once. Naturally. It's the role. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And uh, we will see you next week. We're TK will host. I have um, ideas. He's got ideas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.